Hello, this is Peter Jonathan Robertson with the 21st episode of the PJ Archive. It's an interview with the magnificent Welsh singer Tom Jones. This took place in London in 1988, the year he and the Art of Noise had a big hit with a cover of the Prince song Kiss. I began by asking Tom about his very early dreams of stardom. Is it true that you used to ask your mother to open the curtains for you? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'd you know seen it in the movies and all that, and I said, uh, so I used to sort of fantasise that I was on stage. Mm. So I would sort of jump up in the bloody window and mm. pull the curtains over, and my mother had to do it, and she'd be busy cleaning and all that. Yeah. You know, I'd say, "Mum, you have to introduce me." <laughs> so I just say, "Ladies and gentlemen, blah 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 blah." You know. How much of a working class background did you come from? Was it genuinely that bad? No, no, it wasn't bad. I mean, when, when I was growing up, it was fine. My father was a coal miner, but he right. was always lucky enough to work. Mm. You know, I mean, he had good health. Mm. Well, coal miner with good health, I mean, it's a bloody joke. But, I mean, he, he was working. And so we always had... We never... I wasn't... It was a working class background, but it wasn't... Uh, we were not poor. But we were as well off as anybody else, you know, in, in the area. Do you think the struggle you had to begin with, though, was a good thing in retrospect, though? Yeah, I think so. It, it wasn't so much... Um, it was where I was. Mm. But then again, after breaking through, it was an asset because it gave me strength. You know, being brought up in, in a working-class background like that, it gives you, you know, you have to fight to, mm. to, uh, to survive. What did it teach you, though, would you say? Values. He got my values straight uh, at an early age. Um, I did, I've never taken anything for granted because I know what it's like, you know, to go out in a, on a bloody building site early in the morning in the cold and do a job of work that you don't like at all in order to make money. So that eight hours a, a day of working is like a, you think, oh Christ, I'd be glad when you know yeah. you couldn't wait for until you could go home. And then go out and do what you really wanted to do. Mm. Was for me was singing. The, the beginning for you was quite uh, an awkward one, wasn't it? You it was, sure. yeah. How much truth is there in, in the stories we hear about the struggle that you had to begin with, about how you had to, you didn't have enough money to go back to your family, That's right. in Wales, and all this sort of thing. Yeah, true. Really, I mean, tell tell me a bit more. Well, when I um, how difficult was it? Well, when I was uh, <laughs> when I was in Wales, I I was doing jobs in the daytime. You know, and just to keep uh, to make money, you know, to survive. And then I would go out at night and sing in pubs and clubs and that. And um, but I wanted to become a professional singer. But in South Wales in those days, there were no local television shows you could do. There was no record company there. You know, you had to come to London. You know, you can't do it in Cardiff. I don't know about now, but then you could. Musically, you know, you so can't. You, you have to. You have to come to London. You know, I mean, it's not only in Wales. The Beatles got to come from Liverpool to London. You know, uh, so London is is um, or was, definitely was then the only place you could go. Well, what was? Give me the worst example of, of the struggle you went through. Well, um, when I first came to London. I couldn't really get anybody interested in me, in the powers that be, because uh, when I would do auditions, they would say, well, yeah, but what, you know, I mean, because I was so versatile, yeah. what are we going to do with you? 
you know what I mean? You don't fit into what's happening now. The solo singer, as far as they were concerned, was gone. Well, what about the poverty aspect of your lifestyle? Well, I never really, I mean, it was, it was harder when I came to London because I was frustrated because I, uh, Gordon, my manager, you know, he says, you, you have to give up working in, you know, you can't sort of try to hold a job down and then pop into London for weekends and do auditions and I did, it won't work. You know, you have to, if you're going to go for it, you've got to forget working, mm. you know, in a, in a, in a normal job. Yeah. And uh, you have to try it out. You have to come up here and stick it out until we push through. According to one book I read, you discovered when you were appearing with Mandy Rice Davis. Is that right? Well, no. She was she was playing clubs, right, in South Wales, and uh, she didn't show for an engagement, and we were like a last-minute replacement thing. Yeah, it was the sort of scandal business over by that stage with her. It was yeah. It was right after you know right. that's what she did she was once. Off that, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was at the it was at that time, 60, 1964. Did you always think you'd be a star? Well, I knew I had um, something special. I, I, I knew I had a hell of a voice, yeah. you know, because and, and people were telling me that. And yeah. you know, in Wales, again, that's one of the things that um, that sort of gave me the drive because that, you know, there's a lot of good voices in Wales. True. So, for for to get an audience to listen to you as a singer, mm. you know, in Wales, you, you, you you've got to. You, be able to sing. Why, why did you call yourself Tom Jones? After, after the book, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. well, see, my, uh, my name is Thomas Jones Woodward, and um, Tom Jones in Wales is, you know, it's like really Jim Smith in That's England. Right, yeah. So it was, it wasn't an, uh, you know, a showbiz name. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was Tommy Woodward mm -hmm. for a long time, mm -hmm. but when I went with a, I started singing with a, with a rock group, uh, who were called the Senators. They were yes. already sort of performing locally. So, uh, you know, they asked me to join them. So Tommy Woodward and the Senators mm. was like... You know, out of it. Yeah. yeah. And then Tom Jones was like, I mean, who, uh, you know, it was, it was a common name until the movie came out, you see. Yeah. So for a while I was Tommy Scott uh, yes. and the Senators. Yeah. Because Scott was, is an unusual name yeah. in Wales. Why do you think you came through this business where others have failed? Uh, my vocal ability and my determination and my uh, versatility. Mm. What do you consider to be your first big break? Was that is, is all unusual? Was that yeah, break? yeah. Well, meeting Gordon Mills was, you know, was right yeah. yeah. The turning point was actually you know meeting him in uh, in the workman's club because I I knew he used to be with a group called the Viscounts, right. and I'd seen him on television, so right. I knew who he was. When I after I met him, it was. Financially, it was a low point because I had to give up my job and come to London. So I was living in uh, Ladbroke Grove for a while with my group. And uh, Gordon was sort of paying us out of his own pocket. You know, and he wasn't uh, the richest man in the world, so he couldn't afford to, you know, give us a lot. And my wife had to go to work in, in Wales, which, which I didn't like. You know, I wasn't brought up that way. It was a thing that, uh, and she didn't, you know, wasn't yeah. particularly wanting to go. Yeah. It was different if she had wanted to. Sure. But to her, to go to work was a, yeah. was a pain anyway, because, you know, we had a little son, and, sure. you know, she wanted to stay home and look after him. So that was, a, you know, the low point. And then, so it was like, uh, I came to London in July, and we recorded It's Not Unusual in November. So between, you know, between that time, it was uh, frustrating, because I wasn't even doing what I'd been doing in Wales. Mm. You see, which was singing in the clubs. 
when that hit the top of the charts. Oh well, then it, you know, life just went up from then on. Yeah, but then I realised I'd I'd broken through. Right. But have there been many tough times since, or has it been fairly plain sailing since that break? It um, more or less, it's been. You know, one thing just came after another. Then, you know, more hit songs came, and then. Uh, Television series and stuff. Sure. Has the difficult thing been trying to keep up new ideas all the time, trying to keep up with the trends? Um, a not very long career now. Yeah. The, the, um, as far as stage-wise, I can cover most anything. You know, I mean, I can I can deal with most songs yeah. that come out. I can put them in the show. I can keep the show happening. Sure. You know, because the, you know, I, I can I can sing just about any sure. popular song. You know. So um, that side of it is fine. It's just getting new material is the hardest part because I don't write. You know, I haven't got the ability for writing. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you regret that? Kind of oh yeah, because. Um, but then again, I think it comes out of necessity. There's never been any big voices that that, are, that have written. Oh, the thread all shook up. Well, no, he didn't. I mean, his, his name is on it. Yeah, well. But, in order for you to get an Elvis Presley yeah. song, you know, yeah. Yeah. he had to have it. What, what's been your proudest moment in all these long years of success? Um, well, personally, uh, being able to look after my family, you know, and, and, and making my mother and father, you know, proud of me, and, and being able to, they enjoyed it. You know, my father's dead now, but at least he, I retired him from the coal mine, you know, and yeah. he's, he had a bit of the, the good life, you know, which pleased me immensely. And, uh, you know, it's, it's proving a point, it's coming yeah. through, and it's, it's almost like the people that believe in you, you bring them all with you, you know what I mean? You, you, you prove it for them also. So that's, that's the biggest, uh, the most rewarding thing. They perform with the greats, like the Beatles and Elvis, or in the same bill as it were. Has there been a particular favourite amongst them, or have they all just been on a level? Uh, Elvis Presley was uh, was definitely um, the nicest fella, you know, the most uh, the most pleasing, because you know when when you've when you've idolised somebody, you know when you when you meet them, you hope that they're going to be what you've expected, you know, and, and, and a lot of entertainers are not, you know, they could never live up to. To the image, but Elvis did. Yeah. And how different was he to the sort of? Well, we get all sorts of horrific pictures of him in his later years. Well, towards the end, you know, the drugs caught up yeah. with him. That was his t- downfall. Mm. But when he was younger, he could handle it. You see, it, it didn't have that a- effect on him. Mm. But he lived um, a different life. From, I mean, he he lived like like he sh- he should have. He, he didn't want to go and he didn't want to go to restaurants. He didn't want to hang out, you know, he wanted to create his own world, and he did. How close did you get to him? Uh, closer than any other entertainer, I think, because people around him told me so, mm-hmm. and he did. Did you ever consider working with him, doing a duet or anything? Was there ever any talk of that? Uh, yeah, well, sort of fun and games things. I mean, we would jam, in, you, know, uh, you know, we used to sing all kinds of things, and we, we were very, we liked the same kind of music we had the same ideas you know because he was very widespread as well would you like to have been as big as him i don't think anybody can be as as big 
you know, it doesn't it doesn't happen. There was only there was only, and ever will be, one Elvis Presley. There'd only ever be a supergroup, the Beatles. You know, I mean, that's it. You can you can be you can be famous, and you can be rich, and you can be as well known. You know, but you, you I don't think you should ever try to be as somebody else is. Do you have any souvenirs of Elvis? Yeah, um, certain things he gave me. He gave me a gun, you know, because he was... Security conscious. Yeah, security conscious. He always carried a gun. They say that you always carry a gun. Well, it it all depends where I am. I mean, I don't here because it's against the law. But in America, um, I'm a deputy sheriff in Nashville. So, you know, I have a license. Mm. And... uh, the sheriff, you know, gave me quite a few guns, mm-hmm. and in in most states they'll honour, uh, even though you only have a license for you know for a certain state, they will honour it in a lot of states, except New York City. You can't have a gun in New York City. Would you ever shoot anyone? Yeah. If I had to, you know, I mean, if my life depended on it, I would. To go back to Elvis, what, what is the one abiding memory of him that you have? Um, well, there are a lot of a lot of things that I that I remember. But didn't you wish you could do something about problems he was going Oh, to definitely. I mean, did try and help him? It was too late. I I didn't realize what was happening to him. You know, until it was too late because he never took drugs in front of me. Mm-hmm. He always went off and you know, he went into the bedroom and come out. But I knew he was doing something because he even he was in a different shape when he came out and when he went in. And he wasn't a drinker. You know, he didn't he didn't drink much. Did you miss him? Yeah, 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 I do miss him. And I, it's that, you know, I wish I, if I had known that he was in such bad, yeah, bad shape, I would have tried to help him because people, you know, I mean, he, he but then again, you know, he, he got rid of people that worked for him. Yeah. He wanted, he got rid of his bodyguards. He brought in a new set of people, you know, he was sort of, I think he thought by changing things around him, he might change his situation. I think. That might have been it. Did you give him any advice, or did he give you any advice for your career? Yeah, he, um, I recorded a, an album of standards once, you know, with a big band. And he used to, you know, he used to buy my albums or get them, you know, he, he would have them. And he said, you know, when are you going to make a new album? And I said, well, I, you know, I just did this uh, from the heart. It was called. And he said, uh, yeah, I heard it. I said, well, he says, you don't need to do that. No, sorry, we don't need to do that. It was always we. So, and that was a great thing about him as well. He Lovely. he sort of included Lovely. me in, in yeah. you know. Well, what about him. personally, though? Did you give me any personal advice? No, not really. He didn't give me advice. Only about recording. You know, he says, you don't, don't do that. You know, let Frank Sinatra do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he respected Frank Sinatra because he mentioned him, you know, a few times. I mean, when he used to say to me, you know, you know, Tom, you know, you're a nice fella. I really like you. He says, and you know, you 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 were closer to me. He said, I wouldn't. Uh, Frank Sinatra's never been here. You know what I mean? He always used him as an example. What, in general, though, has been the best piece of advice you've ever been given in your life by anyone? Um, Do you have a sort of rule of thumb which you've gone by. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, not to to uh, to keep to to keep fit. Right. You know, to, to not to um, like overindulge. Yeah. Who, who told you that? 
uh, different people. My mother, my father, you know, I mean, it's basically. But I mean, it's, that's the best advice, you know, because if you keep yourself, then you can deal with other things. But if you fall, you know, I mean, if you start to fall, uh, if you over abuse, you know, I mean, I enjoy a drink. You know, I, I've never bothered with drugs. I never, sure. never saw anything in it. But I, you know, I have to be careful if I, if I socialize too much, you know. That, uh, that it doesn't get in the way of, of my singing. Is that the advice you give to young people today if they ask you? For oh, yeah, yeah, to look after it, you know, not to, to do something that would jeopardize uh, your career. Well, the image we have of you is one thing, maybe. What, what is the real you in comparison to the image? Uh, that I'm... Um, that I have a, a hell of a voice, and it's it's not... I mean, sometimes the image that, like, that the, you know, the, the macho kind of a thing has has uh, has overwritten it, yes. has overshadowed it. I mean, it's disappointed you. To, in some in some instances, yeah. Mm. You know, when when I've been when there's been a review and they've just talked about, you know, gyrating. Yeah, what happened and and uh, what I was dressed in and how the women screamed and, and that kind of, and and didn't mention the voice. You know, didn't mention the vocal ability. Now you've enjoyed your voluntary image, haven't you? Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, there's, there's nothing wrong, I don't see anything wrong with it because it's what most men would like to be and what most women would like in a man, I think. I read something about you, your music makes people want to make love. Well, uh, well what I said was, I, I try to move people, mm, you know, I, you yeah. I either want them to laugh, cry or... You know, but I want him to whatever the song is saying. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean if it's if it's a if it's a sexy song, mm -hmm. I want people to feel sexy. Right. You know, and if it's a love ballad, I want them to feel tender. You know, I mean, and if it's a if it, it all depends what the song is, but I want him to, I want to get that message, whatever the song is saying, to those people yeah. and make them feel that way. That's I mean, making love is just one part. You know. Yeah. They've just taken one, you know. So, uh, but I mean, even if you're feeling lousy, can you still make people feel really? Well, I try. Yeah. Yeah, I try. I try. I mean, I, I've got to be really ill not to to go on stage. And the only thing that'll stop me is if it becomes laryngitis. You know, I mean, I've gone on stage with the flu. I've gone on, you know, with a high temperature. But as long as my vocal cords are working, I'll get through it. You know, I'll make it work. Very precious about your voice. Are you very careful about not breathing in smoke and all that sort of thing. Not really. Not as much as I should be. But I, there are certain things I do, like drink a lot of water. You know, not to get dehydrated. Right. Uh, humidifiers. You know, in the bedroom. I, I, there's certain things that I know I should do. To go back to your regular, how, how do you feel about these fans who are throwing knickers at you lots of them? Do, do you think it's just a bit of a joke? Well, it it, it well, isn't. Serious about you? Well, yeah, you. but you see, with with an audience, uh, some people see different things. Right. You know, I mean, you can affect people differently. Some people really, you know, get uh, yeah. affected. I mean, and that's where the the knickers thing came from. You know, a woman actually. You know, stood up and whipped them off and slung them. You know, I mean, it was. Do you remember when that was the first time? Yeah, in '68, in, in, uh, in the Copacabana in New York. There was a columnist in the audience there, and, and he saw it happen. And he, you know, Earl Wilson, his name was, he yeah. in New York. And so he, he sort of, you know, a woman took her panties off and 
you know. Do you want women Tom to still throw their knickers at you in 20 years' time? It all depends what kind of knickers they are, you know what I mean? <laughs> as long as you don't knock me over, I don't mind. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, are you keen to play down your sort of sex symbol image as you get older? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not, I've never really played it up, it's just, it comes out, no, I mean, it comes out that way on stage. Mm. That's the way I want to do it. But your publicity people play it up. Well, you know, publicity people will play anything up. <laughs> What, what kind of a guy are you offset then? I'm a contented person because I'm doing what I want to do. Mm. You know, I can make, I can, I don't really have to do something that I don't like. You know, like doing a job of work that, you know, that's the, that most people have to do. Yeah. Is to go out and do a job of work that they don't have any interest really in, it, but they do it because they've got to survive. What do you do in your spare time? What do you like doing when you're not singing? Well, the easiest thing to do is watch television. Mm. I mean, that's... Uh, I used to read quite a bit, but um, movies have taken over from, you know, I've read a lot of history books about British history and American history, but um, I find that, you know, escapism now is easy to, you know, watch movies. Sure. But um, do you have any hobbies, though, like sort of stamp collecting or something? I don't know. Do um, I, I have done. I used to, I've sort of... Uh, I like knives and swords and guns and I mean, right. but I'm sure that comes from childhood, you know. I yeah. mean, and then when you start making money, you. you yeah. But then you, you you collect a lot of things, and all of a sudden you think, well, how much of this stuff can I have? Yeah. But how much of a jet set life do you have, and how much is it really just a perfectly normal life? It's pretty normal mm. for me because I, you know, I enjoy traveling. Mm. But I, I do travel more than 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 the average person, you know. Does Wales still? Is it still home for you, genuinely? Yes. It really is. I mean, even if you're enjoying yourself in L.A., you still think... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm my, my domicile is, is America. Mm. You know, because this is a big thing with, uh, you know, where's your domicile? Mm. You know, with the British government, you know, they want... So, you know, if I say I live in Wales, they yeah. take it literally and, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll tax me accordingly. Yeah. But, I mean, I have a house in Wales, but I'm more in America than I am. But, I mean, as far as home is concerned, it was where I was born, and that's in Wales. Is Wales where you can just go to a pub and just be, still be just one of the lads? Well, uh, only to the extent of I know most of the people. Right. But it's more difficult right. for me to uh, to just sort of go around mm. in Wales mm. than, than anywhere else, really. Because everybody knows you. Because, yeah. yeah. So they... Uh, but I, I like it, but I, I can't linger, you know what I mean? If I go into a pub, I can't stay there unless it's after t time. Mm. I shouldn't say that, though, should I, because it's against the law. But I mean, if it's, um, you know, if it's if it's certain circumstances, but I mean, I, I couldn't, if I walked into a pub in the afternoon, mm. I wouldn't be able to stay in that pub a long time, because, because the word would get around. Yeah, yeah. So, so I move, you know, I sort of go to, into pubs that I like and have one or two and then move on. Have you always enjoyed being a star, being famous, or does it sometimes get in the way of things you want to do? No, because um, the best thing about it is that, that I'm doing what I want to do, mm. and I'm getting paid for it. But everything you do is in the spotlight, isn't it? Yeah, but that's that's okay. I don't I don't mind it. I mean, it's not... Because um, you've got to be in the spotlight to somebody anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? You never... You can't be... You can't hide all the time, no matter who you are. You have to answer to somebody, you know, whether it's your wife or your mother or your girlfriend or your, you know, your father, brother, whatever it is. There's always somebody you have to confide in. 
you know, so you're so somebody's watching you. But it's difficult just being a normal human being, isn't it, with, with all the people spotlight on him all the time? Well, not really. You know, it all depends what normal human being is. I mean, most people have pressure. And to me, it's it's not heavy pressure. I had more pressure when I was working on a bloody building site. Really? Yeah. Because you have to, you know, you have to, you have to bend slightly. You know, if the gang is leaning on you, you have to, you have to take it to a certain extent. And in school, you have to, yes sir, no sir, you know. I was, was going to say, how do you, how do you cope with the pressure? But you said there isn't really. No, there's less pressure. Yeah. Because you don't have. You only really have yourself to answer because it's it's on you. Yeah. I'd like, if we, if we can, to talk about your wife. I'd be quite happy to do that. Yeah, sure. How, how did you meet her in the first place? We were kids together. Right. We were in school together. Right, I see. But she, uh, I mean, later on, she went to a Catholic school, I went to a Protestant school, we were very small. Mm. And then when we went to the, a secondary modern school, you know, that's when we sort of came together. She got married very young, didn't she? Yeah, 16. Yeah. What do you think it is that's kept you together so long? Because most marriages, any marriage, whether it's showbiz or not, at that mm. age, doesn't usually last for a lot of years. No. Well, I mean, the first thing is love. You know, you have to love the person. But then you, um, you have to like one another as well. You know, I mean, you couldn't love a, a nutcase, you know, or, or somebody that's completely different to what you are. You know, I mean, she, she, she understands me. She know, we like similar things. You know, we're not that far apart. She, I mean, she doesn't like anything that I don't like, really. Or I don't, right. you know, really like anything. She, you know, we have the same ideas about things. But she doesn't seem to have got involved in your career at all. She's still shied away from that. That's right. She it's does. It's an odd thing to be married to a star and yet we're not really wanting. Well, she, she enjoys the fact that I'm doing what I like to do. Right. And that I that I wouldn't be happy doing anything else. She right. and she's proud of the fact that I've done it and doing it, and she likes the way I sing. She's a fan of of, of, of my voice. You know, she likes my voice. We, you know, we've had fun together. We've you know we've been all over the world. You know, she's been with me to most places, and we've had we've had more laughs than we have cries. You know, we've had more good times than we've had bad times. So all in all, you know, I mean, I don't know whether many people can say that. Mm -hmm. You know, most people, you know, a lot of a lot of husbands and wives are fighting a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be 50 next year. How do you feel yeah. about that? Well, it's better than the uh, the alternative, which is death. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, I'd rather be 50 than dead. I hope I reach 90. You know, so I mean. Uh, are they tough barriers though, these decades? No. No, because you, you you know there's no there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. The only thing you can do about it is, is try and try and keep as fit as possible. You know, try and and um, when you're 50, you can't be 20. Yeah. So don't try to compete. You know. Some people do try and look 20. I like the classic sort of uh, American film stars things who start doing the things themselves. Mm. Have you ever? My nose. Yeah, my nose. I had my right. nose fixed because it right. was it was broken. It was right. twisted. Oh, well, that's fair enough. I mean, but I mean, there's trying to make yourself look younger. Would you consider? Well, nothing. Uh, yeah, once you know, with my eyes. I mean, you know, you can get, right. but they are not bad enough to change. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, they'd have to really be baggy. Yeah. You yeah. know, in order to yeah. to pull it up. I mean, if you start pulling your face around before it's absolutely necessary, yeah, you can come unstuck with it. But you intend growing old gracefully. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. I hope so. I mean, I don't know until I start feeling the... But I, I don't want to look ridiculous, you know. I mean, I, I hope that when, when it looks funny for a man of my age to be leaping about the place, yeah. you know, that I hope I don't feel like leaping about the place. Yeah. You know, that I, that I, that my performance will, will suit my age. Mm. Well, what, what do you want to be doing in 10, 20 years' time? Do you still want to be doing the same sort of thing? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, as long as I mean, I want to perform as long as I can. If it's still happening, you know what I mean. If it's still honest and it's real and it's, you know, it's not fake, or trying to be something that you're not, then fine. But if uh, you know, if I can't cut it, or if if my performance is not good, then I wouldn't want to do it. And I hope I will realize that and sort of say, that's it. You know, I've I've done my I, my best has come and gone. So let's you know leave it alone. Do you think your best has come and gone? No. Still to come. Well, it's not to come, but it's still. Uh, I've never sang better than I sing now. Right. Yeah. So uh, I I mean I can still do. Even I think I'm even better now vocally than than I was. How, I mean, you say as your career progresses, are you trying to branch out, maybe do a few more? Interesting things. I mean, like the musical matador, I'd like to talk about. Um, yeah, is it sort of a part of your plan to maybe do other things and, and branch out a bit? Only more? if 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 I if things come my way that I think would be good, you know, would be interesting to do. Like I, I mean, I never wanted to do a musical until I heard the music from Matador. Right. Those Was songs. That for you? No, not really. Right at the end, though, isn't it? Yeah, they wrote, but. They wrote the songs and then they realized, uh, they, I mean, they thought to themselves, well, who's going to do this? Because they, they, they're big, they're rangy songs. Mm. So they tried, I mean, they, they went to, to try and find an opera singer, but then the opera singer was, you know, too square. Oh, yeah. And then um, uh, theatrical, you know, mm. people are a bit too theatrical. Mm. So they, they realized that, you know, it, it should be a pop singer. But then who? With a, you know, with a strong enough voice, so they yeah. finally it, it came down to me. We haven't done a lot of acting. No, but it, it was going to be an operetta. Right. You know, she so was all singing. Yeah. So I mean, that I've done. Mm. You know, I mean, acting and singing. Would you like to have done acting, or would you like to do acting? Only if it was if it felt comfortable, if the right thing came along. But I'm not a frustrated actor. You're setting yourself up for a lot of criticism if you do acting. I mean, a lot of rock stars. Well, this is it. That's tremendously bad rides. Right? Yeah. You know, I mean. Frank Sinatra is the only one that's ever. Yeah. He was a band singer originally. That's true. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then, he, then his first movie was a mm. flop in 1940, the bloody uh, Kissing Bandit. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then he couldn't get arrested for a while until he did From Here to Eternity. You know, but yeah. then when now you see Sinatra, or like years, ten years, twenty years ago, mm. when he's in a movie, you don't even think of him as a singer mm. because his acting is so good. You know, but other people, you think, oh, well, he's a singer, you know, so you got to sort of... How would you feel if somebody made a film about you one day? It all depends, I mean, if it, if it was good, mm. if, I, if I could be, I mean, I would have to be involved in, you know, in the script. Who would you like to have play you? Um, well, I don't know yet, because there's not, it's not over yet. What about the young you, the one that started out? Oh, God, I don't know. Michael I mean, J. Fox or Tom Cruise?
Cruise. Well, uh, Tom Cruise plays Tom Jones. I can see it now. Yeah, but it's, yeah, I mean, it would have to be somebody that could do a Welsh accent, which is mm. difficult. Yes. You know, you got to get that right. So it would. I would look for somebody. I mean, uh, ideal. Ideally, would be somebody from Wales. Mm. You know, a young Welsh actor. Mm. Well, what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't in this business? I have no idea. Down the mines, perhaps. No, I never went down the mines. Mm. I was on. I, but I did all kinds of jobs. But yeah, yeah. but that was only to survive. Mm. I never really took any interest in it. Are you pleased with your career so far? Uh, more or less, yes, mm. because so. I've covered um, a lot of areas with it, mm. like with Kiss came out. You know, mm. like, oh, I don't, oh, Tom John, oh. and I thought, well, why, why, you know, why didn't people know this? Because mm. you think, you know, when you're doing something, when you're in it, mm. you know, and you're on stage. Mm. You think the world knows exactly what you're doing, but then something happens and you realise that they don't really know, not everybody. What have been the regrets? Anyway, do you have regrets? Not really, I don't, I don't have any... Uh, it's gone the way I've hoped it would, mm. more or less, you know, I mean, that's it. But then you do some things without really knowing, like Las Vegas, for instance, you know, becoming um, successful there. When I, you know, when I when I first went in '68, when they offered me the contract, I thought, oh great, this, you know, mm. it was the place to be, it was the thing to do. Mm. And then after a while, people say, well, yeah, he's a Vegas act. Mm. You know, you think, oh shit, wait a minute, what have I done here? Mm. You know. So then you got to sort of try and 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 say, well, look, you know, I play all kinds of places. You know, I mean, it's not only Vegas, but it's fine as long as people know what Vegas is like. Mm. Of all the millions and millions of records you've made, do you have a favourite amongst them that you like singing more than any other? Um, as far as the ballads are concerned, up until A Boy From Nowhere, mm. it was I'm Never Gonna Fall In Love Again. Right, yes. But then A Boy From Nowhere now uh, has taken over from that because it's uh, it's very demanding, the range of it, mm. you know. How do you feel about the future for yourself, personally and professionally? How do you, how do you view it going? Um... Or you're just going to take one day at a time. You you have to, because I have to wait for material, mm. so you don't know what's coming until it mm. comes. Mm. You know, it's like a, when a songwriters have said, "Well, what kind of song would you like me to write for you?" Mm. I don't know until I hear it. Mm. You know, it's like act, asking an actor, you know, what kind of play would you like me to write? Sure. You never know until you read the script. Mm. What would you like to have felt that you've achieved? Being an entertainer. You know, I mean. That people that I've that I've pushed through that you know what I felt I had that could and, and could uh, get to the world has been you know I've done it I've broken through so I've achieved it I've achieved um, world acclaim as a singer. Is which being an having been an entertainer enough for you? Oh yeah, mm. I mean uh, because good things have come from it. If you owe your success to anybody, so. Well, first of all, I mean, I was born with, so it's my mother and father, you know, I mean, that's the first without them, I mean, the, but um, the biggest influence on my career was Gordon Mills. Mm -hmm. You know, he was the one that really turned it around for me. Uh, you know, so career-wise, it was, was him. Mm -hmm. What about your wife and Mark? Well, that, that's the personal side of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, people, Upset, like really getting married so young. Do you think that you know? Did it hold you back at all? No, it gave me more determination. 
I think if I'd been single, I might have not cared as much, not tried as hard. You know, she said, oh, so what, you know, it'll happen, you know, maybe. Christmas coming up, what are you doing for Christmas? I'll be in Wales. Now everyone imagines you're the man with everything now, so what do you want for Christmas? I mean, do, do you still want anything? Um, not really, no. Do you want anything from this life still? Yeah, longevity. Mm. You know, immortality would be the thing, but uh, I mean, I know that's out of the question, so, you know, longevity is 